0: I'm Chaitanya Chopra. Was that English? My name is Chaitanya. Oh. Congratulations. What's yours? No. What's your name? Spin it around. I'm going to the Golden Quill. Good for you. My parents are up in first class. Great. My dad says that economy class builds a character. Amazing. I was in last year's tournament. I overheard you say you're going too. You're the going up who's competing, huh? I heard about you. What was your winning word? I don't know. What was the word you spelled to win your regional? To get here? I don't fucking remember. Do you see my eyes closed? Mine was intelligentsia. Awesome. Come on, try. How could you forget? It's such a special word. It was autofillatio, okay? I've never heard of that word. No. What's its origin? Loneliness. No, that can't be right. It is. I know auto is of Greek origin meaning self, right? Fallatio, fallatio, fallatio. Is that derived from the Latin flair, meaning to suck? Little man, the woman I'm sitting next to knows her way around that subject real well, so why don't you ask her when she gets back from dropping her deuce. Meanwhile, if you don't point that curry hole that way and sit your fucking ass down in that seat, I'm going to tell the captain that your bag's ticking. And I have to ask for an audition.
1: You have an audition yet?
0: Oh no no, I'm not in the group yet. No, I'm afraid I just blew myself.
1: <laughs> it's got to be a better way to say that.
2: If you're falling face forward off of that thing, that thing is she's oh not your seven face. or eight feet in the air. You put your hands down, you're probably going to break your wrists. You just gonna have to take it in the face.
0: <laughs> That's oh what she said. Yeah. So. i am increasingly impressed with this chick like she must have like 30 bowls on top of her head <laughs> oh, I stopped watching it minutes like ago she just
1: keeps doing more i thought you said 30 bowls oh my god
0: <laughs> bowls not balls
2: Ooh, it's a different guy to halftime act what is she doing daddy
1: Uh, okay, we have wasted enough time. It is uh, ele- was- eleven p.m. You
2: call, you call this a waste of time? Eleven p.m. That's what I wanted to bring up. Also,
1: what that you're in the intent- wrong time zone?
2: I intentionally delayed us an hour so that it would have to be after eleven when we started for Thomas too. It's not fair that when it's <laughs> you know eleven o'clock for us, he gets to start at ten. <laughs> Now the story of an eclectic fan base who lost touch with reality
1: and the one podcast that somehow holds them all together. It's the Substandard Expanded Universe. Hello, hi, welcome. You are listening to the SSEU Podcast. The SSEU Podcast is the free worlds leading podcast for counting movie quotes, drink recipes, and astute political commentary. This podcast is firmly behind Oprah 2020 in the Democratic primary. You can find us on Google Podcast, Google Play, Stitcher, as well as other podcast platforms. All their episodes are also available on the website sseupodcast.com. If you enjoy listening to the podcast, do not hesitate to leave a review. We would also like to add that you can reach us via email on sseupod at gmail.com and you do not need to email bulwark staffers. Um, Ryan and Chris, how are you guys?
2: Oh, I'm just. Should we answer together? No, I've already started answering, so you can just shut up. (laughs) I just want to say, Thomas, I really appreciate you taking my suggestion for the intro and using it. You're always very open to my suggestions, and you always use them every time. I just want everybody to know how appreciative I am as your co-host.
1: You wrote that? What was your suggestion? I said to throw an and in there. Yeah, and I didn't. You didn't. So what's your point? Sarcasm, Thomas. Come on. Okay, uh, so, so Ryan, yourself. can can we assume that you have diarrhea,
0: since you didn't tell us you didn't have it? I. Why is that coming up? Is that a thing? <laughs> that's a thing. That's what we do now in the opening.
2: Mm, I don't think so. I think I think you're losing your mind.
0: Did you notice in the most recent sub beacon that there was, you know, of course the stool reference, and they're like, yeah, we don't do a lot of scatological humor. <laughs> <laughs> and you we were like, we do. <laughs> I was like, that's wait right. a second, that's, that's our wheelhouse. <laughs> yeah. Like since when is is discussing stool a bad thing? Furthermore, Vic we've got should more, get,
2: we've, we've got some more on stool coming up later when I read my Etsy conversations.
0: Furthermore, <laughs> I think Vic should. Um, considering his his uh, recent issues,
1: he should probably seek Thomas's help. I, I will be more than happy to take a look at the end of April. Uh, I can I can make a house call. You'd um, be
2: more than happy for Vic to send you some poop.
1: See, uh, Laura recently told me that this can be classified as mail fraud can you remind me how so I'm not sure I'm, I'm not a
2: how lady do you lawyer. Know that it's a guy sending it
1: I'm not a can lady lawyer I'm not sure how it works it's it's all in the code somewhere Chris how it's was your week
2: advertising
0: it's not fraud
1: <laughs> okay jaw. <laughs> 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 I forgot
0: about that. how was my week um I had a good week and I actually had a really good weekend Today I went to my uh godson's second birthday party. it was fantastic it was one of those parties that was not only awesome for the kids but the spread of food there was amazing absolutely fantastic host um i mean hand smoked salmon he he bought a nice fillet of fresh salmon and put it on a cedar plank and put it on the grill and smoked it made his own horseradish or uh, made his own cocktail sauce it was really good for the for uh for shrimp uh, cocktail, homemade guacamole—it's not horseradish guacamole. sauce, horse sauce. sorry—but it was like everything was handmade. It was amazing.
1: Uh, but you have some experience throwing uh, birthday parties for your kids, right? Is—is is it a lot of work?
2: <laughs> no, he, he doesn't let his
1: kids <laughs> throw
0: <still over laughs> <her> birthdays. <laughs> Only the odd number ones. No, um, honestly, my wife does all the work
1: for that. <laughs> of course, I, she I does. just do what
0: I'm told. Like she has a plan and vision. And she kind of gives me a list, and I do what I can. But she kind of takes the takes the wheel there. Did, like, did you know? Wheel did, did you know that's what
1: Kanda, Candace Owens said about Hitler? <laughs>
0: Hitler take the wheel. <laughs> Hitler take the wheel. That's, he he, ha- uh, he has
1: a plan. He has a vision. Yada yada yada. And then things happen.
2: <laughs>
1: no, but did you see that on Twitter uh, this past week? Oh where, yeah. Or yeah. it was in an interview. She um, when you end up. In your defense,
2: she was giving a talk to a <laughs> room full yeah. of people in the UK. They were launching Turning Point UK. Oh, my! Which spawned a bunch of uh, parody turning points. <laughs> yes, <laughs> if, pretty funny. You, if
1: you end up defending Hitler when you're trying to defend the president of the United States, you, something's gone wrong somewhere. <laughs> the
0: problem was when he <laughs> took it international. That was the
2: problem. Trying to make Germany great again, <laughs> and that'd be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, like, I can't tell, you know, it, like, uh, people have said this before about probably her, but definitely other people in that uh, circle of like, you know, you wonder if they're just like, you know, actually like a left progressive troll saying the stupidest things that they can think of to make people on the right look bad. Because yeah I don't know how out of, apropos of nothing, how do you start talking about Hitler, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. in the middle of a speech, launching a new wing of your company.
1: The other side's talking about employment for everyone and flatulating cows. So it's it's been a good week in politics.
0: Indeed it has.
1: Yeah. Uh, Ryan, how was your week? Did, did you go into that bull pit the other day? No, I didn't. Did you allow your kids in it? Yeah. I mean, why not?
2: It was only it was only uh, Rhett. Rhett was it was a birthday party for one of Rhett's friends at um, a place called Urban Air. And they have all kinds of uh, trampolines. They had a zip line right away. I noticed there's like this in the middle, there's this huge, like uh, f- uh fenced in ball pit with obstacles to try to get across. But if you fall, you fall in the ball pit. I I hadn't seen a ball pit in a long time. So I I didn't even think that they were around anymore. I stood on the edges and balls would fall out. I'd pick them up and throw them at people who weren't looking.
1: Okay, because you had already been to the bathroom before, so you didn't feel the need.
2: (laughs) Yeah, no, yeah, I I went to the bathroom before I got there. and Because I assume the ball pit works the same way as a pool. You jump in, go down, do your business, then you get out.
1: You know what it says in my notes? Did you go in the coal pit? I'm not I'm not sure where I got that from.
2: Yeah, they also had a coal pit. <laughs> that was a little more dangerous. Getting the, hit the with a piece of coal.
1: While, while you guys have been partying, I've been to a hockey game. My first uh, in Nobody the cares. desert. Shut up, Chris. So it's. I've talked with Father Harrison about this. It is amazing because... Hockey, as you can imagine, it's not the most popular sport in Arizona. So tickets are rather cheap. So I bought them the day off. It was, I don't know... Uh, totally
0: boring like other hockey games
1: just over half full amazing a lot of fun the the captain of the coyotes uh, is a swede of course so uh, that helps uh, but i actually had a story uh, on my way to my car afterwards i was walking behind this group of people and they were complaining about how cold it was and this this <laughs> one guy said that um, we moved we moved to arizona i thought that we wouldn't have to deal with cold anymore. And the guy next to him doesn't miss a beat and looks at him and says, don't worry, it's a dry cold. <laughs> nice. nice.
2: That's nice. I like that joke. That was well, that was worth wading through that horrible hockey talk to get to that.
1: <laughs> Are you an idiot? Shut up, Ryan.
2: You asked me a question, then you <laughs> told me to shut up. Uh,
1: can I... Re- um, we, we would like
0: you to review uh, not you, Thomas, but You, the listener, we'd love for you to leave us a review. And if you leave us a really good review like Steven did, we'll read it on the air. Oh,
1: what did Stephen have to say?
0: Steven um, Philippians, who also uh, had his (laughs) review read on the Substandard podcast, wrote a nice uh, review for us. He said, Just like the Star Wars-esque hosts of the weekly Substandard slash Subbeacon podcast, the trio of Christopher Haberman—notice I'm first. Good job, (laughs) Steven— Notice that um, the the trio of Christopher Haberman, Ryan Kinney, and Thomas Lassie can also be compared to Star Wars movies, the Star Wars
2: prequels.
0: And I almost stopped reading right there, but uh, I continued. The Phantom
2: is taking, taking a dig at us, then.
0: Yeah, he pretty much is. The Phantom Heyburnus is the founder of the Substandard Expanded Universe, the entity from which this podcast sprung, fully formed through the intersection of midi chlorians and pure evil, so I've heard. He is a wise sage, a la Qui-Gon Jinn, but his friendly nature can also be easily compared to that of little Anakin. Attack of the Kinneys is the sturdy core of the trio. His dry sense of humor and love of wooden movie quotes shines through each episode. He and his Kinney army guard against uh, he and his kinny army guard against the dangers of racist babies, rabid dogs, and Northern Europeans. Revenge of the Swede is the podcast de facto host. His exotic nature setting him apart from the rest of the group. The, n- <laughs> the newly titled Darth now lives in the sweltering <laughs> feet of Mustafar, free to sped Scandinavian sky equality quality across the galaxy. All in all, these three are garbage, and everything <laughs> about this podcast is subpar, and yet it is a joy to listen each week and to have gotten to know these gentlemen on Twitter and in person over the past year-plus. I wouldn't trade it for the world. Thank you, Stephen. Philippians. Well, that was
1: nice. I don't, under, oh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't understand this and yet part. I mean, that that is why it is a joy to listen to. <laughs> 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 Whatever. Uh, but yeah, keep keep the reviews coming. There was something that they talked about on the sub beacon this week that I wanted to ask you guys a, a, about. So JVL mentioned that his opinion on going in to see a movie cold differs from that of JPod. So JPod believes that you should be able to go into a movie without having read or heard anything about it and then watch it and enjoy it, whereas JVL does not mind spoilers. Where where do you guys come down here?
0: I am firmly team JPod. I I will like JV, JVL has mentioned this before where. He can, like, know everything that's going to happen in a movie where I don't even like to watch trailers. Like, I want to go in totally cold. I don't want to know anything about it. My wife's the opposite. She's like, what's the movie about? I'm like, "Uh, I don't know. I just, I have a hunch I want to see this movie, so.
2: I don't know. More and more, I think I'm agreeing with JVL on this. I'm not sure that, I'm not sure that knowing spoilers really ruins much for you. Before I heard him talk about it i was probably more in j-pods camp but I, I mean not like I wasn't like really strict about it i mean obviously it's different for you know different movies i, I think now i don't mind knowing a little bit more about the movies before i go into them
1: i, I i'm more of a j-pod i, I hate getting movies spoiled for me because I really do think they spoil them. Uh, this is why when I'm listening to the sub and they get to a movie that I want to go see, I always stop it right there because I don't want them to ruin it for me.
2: Say, so did you listen to them talk about serenity? Yes,
1: yes, I did. Scene.
2: Uh, don't
1: want to see that I am. <laughs> uh, I was thinking that we should have an entire episode on Serenity uh, just for the hell of it. No, that sounds like an epic disaster.
2: It sure did. Seemed like it. I kind of want to see it, though, but I'm not going to go see it at the yeah. theater.
1: I mean, I, I can't wait to hear what the guys over at Projections are going to say about it. Oh, in a few months. Uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they have not made a movie for a while. Or, uh, 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 I, guess I
1: think the 19th of maybe December they're making a movie. or something. <laughs> the projections the movie <laughs> ross and kyle sitting in a in a dark room talking into microphones ryan did you watch the grammys tonight
2: nope i said that i don't watch music award shows
0: i uh, uh, except besides the cmt yeah,
2: yeah. what's or, the yeah. cmt the country music channel awards what what is cmt what isn't that a station i think it's country music tv i don't know okay
0: so, uh, I don't know I don't know enough to say so yeah, what
1: I said was right C- C- Chris is looking for the ACMAs anyway um, Chris uh, I believe okay uh, go ahead uh, Chris I-, I believe that you have some uh, thoughts on how we how we're going to enjoy life more and how we're going to enjoy our homes and uh, organize it better. Uh, would you like to talk more about this? Oh yeah, Marie
0: Kondo kunmari It's a new show on on uh, Netflix. I guess she's written books in the past. But my wife, uh, really, like she she's she's the sort of person who really likes things to be organized. Um, especially like like she can't even go to bed with anything kind of out of place. However, stuff behind closed doors and closets, stuff that is kind of built up over time that that's one thing that was very satisfying for her to so we got rid of um she went through her closets got rid of tons of stuff of clothing but then we went to like our our closet of kind of keepsakes and stuff that we had moved from 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 place to place and
1: and and she she tried to trash everything and you were hanging on to it objecting is that is that the scene no it was just it was just an interesting process um and i just wanted to talk about that a little bit
0: just just, like, the dumb stuff that you hang on to. So, for instance, like, we had every single, like, box that our, each of our iPhones came in. Like, why did, why, like, why did we save the box for our iPhones? That, that was kind of strange. What, was there but, still
1: uh, anything in the boxes? Like, the cables nope. or anything? No? Nope. We've uh, taken those out. Okay, that's just dumb. But like, Go on. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we should throw the box away. Was, that was kind of dumb. But what really struck me was interesting, just seeing the different generations of media. So we had CDs with pictures on it. We had DVDs with pictures on it. We had memory cards with pictures on it. We had, but we had like uh, uh, thumb drives with pictures on it. <laughs> which is just, just chaos. And so I spent some time uploading it to Google. But it was just an interesting process of seeing the different generations of, like, oh, like we had, um, I don't even know what you'd call those things. Like, you'd get CDs or DVDs to burn on those, like, they were stacked on each other, like, kind of like a spool. Like, we had spools of, mm. of burnable, oh, yeah. of, like, burnable CDs in the closet. And we had, like, probably 200 cases of, like, CD cases that we would accumulated over the years of, like, unused ones. So I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> when are we ever going to burn? A Never CD? burning it's a been CD again. Five years since we burned a CD, and but it was, it's in, interesting, like something that ten years ago was a huge part of life. Like you'd burn a CD to, you know, for yeah. a trip, and you, you know, get, get in the car and you would put the CD in. So it was just interesting, kind of wading through the just the different kind of chapters of life and how quickly that that stuff has changed. Yeah, but like but. This, yeah, go
1: ahead. But but now when you go on a road trip, you can go to Amazon Music and you will you will find a playlist there, right, Ryan?
0: Yeah. Oh, that's 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 good. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. If you go on Amazon Music and search SSEU podcast, you will find a playlist with uh, the songs that uh, we've played, we started playing at the end of episodes. And we're going to keep doing that, and we'll keep adding to the playlist as we go. Right now it's only three songs, so it's... You know, if you just have to go to the gas station and back, it's probably a <laughs> good, good listen for
1: you. If
0: you live in D.C. and you're driving to work... You can you listen, listen, listen to it, to
2: like, it like, 20 times. times. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
0: you went with... It. <laughs> <laughs> Move over, Victorino, Badis. That transition by Thomas just now was amazing. Yeah,
2: he completely threw me out. I was not ready, but it—it it was. I was in shock of how good it was. That. I'm,
1: I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm, I'm a, a Padawan, learning from my Sith master. Uh, anyway, so,
0: so okay, so, so like, I, I know it's not a tremendously interesting segment. It was just very interesting for me to remember, like something that has seemed so far separated. Um, the burning of CDs um, that was just integral, and how that's just, like, been dropped that quickly. Just, just the, the evolution of technology has changed. The other thing I wanted to share is that um, I went through a lot of books, and I found a book. I found some of the older books that I owned that went into the trash pile. Uh, would Would you guys care to guess any of the authors of these books that I threw away? Rush Limbaugh.
1: No. O'Reilly. No, but good guesses.
2: Oh, you didn't get a killing everything? (laughs) 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 I did not.
1: Um, All right. Uh, um, Art of the Deal? Like in college?
0: Art of the Deal. No. Community college. So I I had an Ann Coulter book. Oh. Oh. Okay. (laughs) And I had a Dinesh D'Souza book. Oh, gosh. Uh,
2: yeah, I probably have a Dinesh D'Souza book somewhere. Uh, I
0: think it was letters to a young conservative. Oh, and the other thing that I found, I went to the Media Research Center gala. Tony Snow spoke at it, um, and I got a chance to meet him. I did. Oh, cool. I, I think he. I think he died within six months of then. Like that was like one of the last public things that he did. Tony he Snow, did honestly, it. he killed it. But like when i reading through the roster, it was. Filled with hacks and like like everything about it was just embarrassing. As like paging through the program, like they they like chose the the winners of like the clown media clown category. It was it the, the whole thing just just kind of made me kind of sick.
1: What's um, what's the name of the guy who um, leads the media research center? Brent Bozell? Yeah, that's it. He's he's or is it like L Brent Bozell? Yeah, cl- cl- clown himself.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, the whole thing was was for the kind of the lowest common denominator. We're gonna you know praise a bunch of schmucks on Fox News and <laughs> criticized a bunch of dumb schmucks on... It, it, yeah, it was, it was all very embarrassing. <laughs> Except, like, Tony Snow was very dignified. He was He was pretty good. I've always been a Snow fan.
1: So, also in the past week, uh, I believe that... Uh, we had the big game, so d- do do either of you have thoughts on it?
0: Well, I've, I I have thoughts, but I'll, I'll let one of you go first.
2: Okay, Ryan, go ahead. I mean, it got off to kind of a slow start. <laughs> right, did you
1: find it exciting?
2: I mean, it got a little more exciting. They started making some of the uh, you know some of the plays from distance. There yeah, was well, a lot I, of- I always
1: I always feel like every year I try to play up this as like a big thing. Uh, and then, it it never really is, is it? To be honest,
2: I didn't even know that this was that big of a thing. I mean, I, I mean, I guess, but I, I could see for some people how it was a big thing. But uh, I thought it just,
0: was great. I thought it was didn't... great. You guys are crazy. It was it was excellent. I I wasn't thrilled with the result, but I I enjoyed it thoroughly, beginning to end. Yes, it was kind of low scoring at first, and and it just took a while for the offense to really.
2: Um, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't his... care about. I didn't even care about who won. I mean. Yeah, I I'm was not, about
1: to say. Like, does not, it does it really east matter? First, I, I could
2: see how people on the east coast would care one way or the other, but I mean, uh, well, that's about it. People on the east coast.
1: Uh, well, I don't know. Like, I I think I think that I I really enjoyed the the pregame stuff, and then the the first period was fine, and then when I get to the second period. I call uh,
0: periods, you communist period economist. period <laughs> 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 army. <laughs>
1: Yeah, anyway, and so Crosby and Barsal, I guess they played very well uh, and they, they scored some goals and, and had. Uh, Barsal had uh, assists. Yeah, goals? Yeah.
2: The, what are you talking
1: about? The, the NH- Pashal
2: led Villanova. Villano- oh, no, the
1: goals? NHL All Star game. Villanova?
0: Villanova Georgetown. What are you talking about, Ryan?
2: Villanova Georgetown played on Sunday no, last week.
0: No, the big game. Minnesota versus Purdue.
2: <laughs> Why would anyone
0: care about that?
1: Are, are you an idiot?
0: <laughs> Jordan Murphy had another double-double. He's now number two all-time in rebounding in the Big
2: Ten. It was the so, biggest instant correction, game of the Correction, uh, Gillespie re- led Villanova with 30 points. And Bashal had twenty-four.
1: Right. Anyway, so Father Harrison was actually at the All-Star Game, uh, and and watched the Metropolitan uh, Division triumph in the end uh, in a in a goal fest ten to five. A
2: Metropolitan he, Division triumph over what? He get it right the home. Central he Division. Just, he just stayed for the game. Or I mean, why was he? Why did he have to go to it?
1: Because it was That's free. Well, it's I, one of the I perks. Could've, I
2: could have guessed that. But.
1: It's it's one of the perks of. Being a priest. I can't imagine they
0: charge for NHL games.
1: Well, <laughs> shut up. Uh, any, anything? Who won between Villanova and Georgetown? I don't think I caught that.
0: Villanova by 12. Okay. That's kind of disappointing for Patrick Ewing and for Jonathan V. Last. Poor Vic.
1: I actually have a ranking of uh, sporting events. Uh, based on how enjoyable they are and i thought that i was gonna share it with you guys and with our listener
0: it's go ahead you tell us the wrong this is terrible
1: this is no one denies that this is the right ranking no, my the uh, curling
0: championships
1: the NHL All Star Game, right? No, so the NHL All Star Game, like most All Star Games, like the Pro Bowl, they're, they're just garbage. No one cares about them. I, I have not included like an entire regular season. I have included playoffs uh, on this list. Uh, playoffs. So. <coughs> playoffs. In number Good five. Goodness. I love Jim Mora. I have no idea what you guys are in number five. Uh, March Madness. Uh, March Madness, when it rolls around every year, is really entertaining, especially if you fill out brackets. Uh, So
0: entertaining is number five.
1: (laughs) uh, In number four, the Champions League, which essentially crowns the best football team in the world. Uh, in that's,
0: that's the Super Bowl Super Bowl buddy
1: in number three the NHL playoffs best mm. playoffs in all of sports out of any regular season sport that has a playoff it's amazing in number
0: wants to watch a hockey series that takes a week and a half in to number finish.
1: two the World Cup uh, which is the biggest sporting event on the face the of the planet? Or something? Uh, it's up. amazing. Uh, Sweden gets to participate sometimes. Uh, the US usually does not. Uh, in
0: number. <laughs> whoa, 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 in whoa, number... whoa, whoa, whoa! I would be willing to bet some cold
1: hard cash
0: that US has more appearances than Sweden.
1: No, you can Google this. We're going to take a break, and you can Google this.
2: Let's see. Uh, US men's national team world. Up appearances. One of you two do Sweden.
1: Okay. I have the result. The votes are in. I have the envelope. How, much, how many for US? Ten. Alright. Okay. Sweden, hang twelve. Hang on, hang on. 12.
0: Ten. Okay, ten. Thank you, Ryan. And Sweden <laughs> is twelve. Let me look up Sweden now. <laughs> Sweden is dumb because they play in Friends Arena.
1: Friends is the name of a charitable foundation that gives money to good causes. I'm not... This isn't the diss you intended to be, Chris. Like like Pizzagate? (laughs) 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 The number one most enjoyable sport event is, of course, the Winter Olympics. And no one denies this. What?
0: (laughs) Winter Olympics?
1: You get to watch... Cross country skiing, biathlon, (laughs) curling, ice hockey, slalom, (laughs) Super G. It is amazing.
0: Oh my gosh, Thomas is on brand tonight.
2: The only thing good about the Winter Olympics is when uh, people fall or crash, or, you know, the bobsled goes off the tracking into the audience and hits a kid
0: see i, I like the winter olympics
1: of course That's you do Everyone number does.
0: one it's not the number one sporting oh, event what's
1: and your number certainly one
0: certainly the best part is not cross-country skiing
1: it is so the, the worst part about the winter olympics and the only reason why it might not be number one is that the norwegians get way too many medals other than that it's great
0: i mean the biathlon is a slightly interesting sport since you have people shooting but it's not a good spectator <laughs> sport. You can't, you can't really see it very well. Like you zoom in, you like see their face, and then you see the target and you see it go ping,
1: ping. Like and,
0: <laughs> like it's 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 just not good as a spectator.
1: Ryan oh, wouldn't it. Li- it. Ryan yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, oh he missed that one. Ryan would enjoy it if the targets were children or dogs. But, but Chris, so what would you pick as, what's your favorite sporting event? I think probably
0: March Madness. Just because the first weekend is amazing that you can watch Thursday and Friday, at, uh, you can watch all day and the span of 40 minutes, you can watch the end of four different <laughs> games. I mean, that's yeah. so great on Thursday and Friday and then Saturday and Sunday, um, you know, there's only half as many games, but it's it's they're still packed together. There's tons of upsets. Um, that f- that opening weekend is is just a lot of fun. I
2: think I would probably go with that too. But also, the World Series is great. The NBA playoffs, honestly, yeah, from the second round on of the NBA playoffs, yeah, are yep. always really good.
0: So. Yep, For, first round generally isn't all that good, but second round on, yeah, it's.
2: Amazing! It's yeah, the
1: best. You, you watch yeah. the entire playoffs, and in the end, the Golden State Warriors win. That—that that sounds like a lot of fun.
2: <laughs> they beat LeBron James. Somebody beats LeBron. <laughs>
1: yeah. These podcasts are not created uh, without support from our sponsors. I have uh, an ad read here that I would uh, like to get through.
0: Boy, that's gonna make the sponsor happy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> let me get through. Let me. Let me let me get through this <laughs> stupid thing that they gave me.
1: You hear that audible? Anyway, so here at the SSEU podcast, we, we believe in higher education. I, I teach at the university myself. Uh, Chris has attended that thing you do when you become a priest, a seminary, whatever you call that. If you have an education and you are worried about your future career.
0: I think you left out somebody. Son of a
2: bitch. <laughs>
1: You're ruining the ad. Is, is this how you guys want it?
2: You're ruining the ad by being mean.
1: <laughs>
2: by, by, just get through <laughs> by it. suggesting Do that it. Ryan didn't go to
0: college.
1: <laughs> so you've got an education, but what about your future career? Fully engorged with knowledge, you are almost throbbing for a chance to get entry, even if it is just a tip. Here at Cock College, we can provide you with the opportunity to thrust you deep inside many desirable locations in a variety of different positions. Cock College is your pathway to future success uh, in all venues of life. Uh, so, Cock College in Kansas. They have a number of online programs uh, that they would love to share with you. So, when you go on their website, use the promo code Dudes Counting uh, and sign up for some knowledge. Thomas, how do you spell this college? Uh, I
2: wouldn't worry about it. Just Google it. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure they can find it. I have more faith in our listeners than you do. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Uh, So we We
2: got more of that cock money coming in then.
1: Yeah. Yep.
2: Love that cock (laughs) money.
0: I just want to get my hands on it.
1: (laughs) Moving on, uh, we were going to spend some time today on the podcast talking about Jason Bateman uh, movies. So I don't know who wants to start us off. Uh, Ryan, do you like Jason Bateman as an actor?
2: Yeah, I'm definitely like... I'm a Jason Bateman mark, so pretty much anything that he's in, I'm going to lean towards liking it. Going through his IMDb this week, there was a lot of stuff. Like, I ended up with like 16 movies I initially ranked that I've seen, and I cut them down (laughs) to 10. But he's had kind of an interesting career. He started off on Silver Spoons. He got some of his own shows, and that led him to getting Teen Wolf 2. <laughs> uh, and what
1: happened after that?
2: Yeah, so basically he went through the 90s and you look at his IMDb page and it's just crap after crap. And he'll he talks about it and how he realized like during the 90s like how big a mistake taking Teen Wolf 2 was because he realized that if he was going up against somebody that didn't have any name at all and their auditions were similar the person with no name was gonna gonna have the advantage because he his name brought baggage with him because of some of the stuff that he did when he got popular to where it was like oh yeah we know we we've seen we know what he does or you know we we, we i don't think that that's what we want he partied and did a lot of drugs in the 90s he went Same. on like a two-week tour across the united states to different uh ski locations in a uh, in an RV that he bought with Leif Garrett, and because Leif Garrett had dated his sister and they became friends, and so they just got a bunch of drugs. They got an RV with two queen beds in it, and just went to ski locations across the country and just partied. So that's
0: uh, like the drugs. That sounds pretty great. <laughs> like, like what you're describing is,
2: besides the drugs, it, it sounds like. Kind of life goals. Yeah, he, he I mean because like he had money, but he just couldn't get any jobs. And so when he got Arrested Development, he says that like he he was very very careful. Like the movies that he took right after Arrested Development started getting um, notoriety, he was kind of a complimentary person because he got offered things to star in, but he didn't want to star in anything right away. He wanted to do some do stuff with. You know where there were other good people in it, and kind of build his name back up. So, so that's why.
1: So was it Arrested Development that put his name back on the map?
2: Yes. Yeah. It was. It wasn't until that in two thousand three, and he almost didn't. He almost didn't even get to go in for it because not long before Arrested Development was in in development, um, he <laughs> he had he fired yes. his. Fired his longtime manager. He says, you know, it's just like, you know, one of those teams when, like, uh, a Major League Baseball team fires their manager and it's not really the manager, it's just time for a change a few weeks after he fired her she sent him the arrested development uh script and said hey you know your new management should really send you in for this you'd be great and he read it and he really wanted to do it he went to his new management and they're like oh you know you don't want to do this this is this is going to be dumb look they're like there's going to be no trailers you're going to have to um do some of your own hair and makeup there's really like no budget for this thing uh you you don't want to go in for it but then he read it and he saw Ron Howard was the narrator and it was Imagine and he was like, no, I I really don't want to go in for this. <laughs> and so he went in, did the audition, and um, the creator was there for his audition. He followed him back out. He said he just guessed right for what they wanted for the Michael character. And Mitch Hurwitz, the creator, like followed him out after the um, audition and was like, hey, that was that was great. Like you're that was. I want you for this. And he said, um, you know, you're supposed to uh, audition next week for another show that I'm producing on ABC, but you want this one, right? And uh, Jason Bateman was like, yeah, yeah, I want this one. He's like, okay, don't show up for the other audition. I don't (laughs) want the I don't want the network to see you. And so he's like, oh, okay. And uh, so he kind of had to like fight with his management. But eventually, you know, he got Arrested Development and then he started getting roles and was just...
0: I remember hearing that story as well about yeah, about Hurwitz kind of dissuading him from the other one. Yeah. Which is just just a tremendous thing because the rest of the development, those three seasons, are are just God's gift to man. So right. if you, and
2: though, imagine even though it had he was like cast on you know, this
0: other stupid show.
2: Yeah, and I'm sure the budget was bigger for the other show yeah. or whatever, but this is like, you know, it would have been Apparently, it didn't even go anywhere. Like, it didn't even get picked up or anything like that. But, you know, even if it did, it it wasn't going to, it was just going to be another dumb sitcom, according to him.
1: Chris, do you have a Bateman ranking for us? Or do you just want to. I do. I do have a Bateman
2: ranking. Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, um, How long is yours?
0: uh, (laughs) Just three. Uh, I I have three Bateman that I'm going to rank. Okay. So. Number number three.
1: What? what? Hang on. Will (laughs) Arnett.
0: number two is Michael Keaton is my number two Bateman <laughs> and I think Christian Bale is the best Bateman I think we'd all agree on Great. that at least right? Yeah,
1: <laughs> pretty, pretty solid list i uh, the Batemobile <laughs> so Ryan you said that you have ten Mm-hmm. uh I also have I also have 10 actually actually I have uh, 11 so can I do my number 11 first and then then we go through I mean, list. I
2: have, I have like honorable mentions and I let's have, hear the honorable mentions I let's have hear. a separate ranking for because I only ranked things that he was like a star in so I have a separate le- ranking for like things he was supporting actor in that he's great in well
0: well how about cameos do you have a do you have
2: a
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> kind of like yeah yeah i'll, I'll do that next <laughs> like uh, so uh, ryan sp- what are your honorable mentions
2: okay i'm gonna do the supporting actors then i'll do an <laughs> okay. honorable mention okay in smoke and aces um it's a ridiculous movie it's pretty dumb but jason bateman has a small part as like just this really degenerate lawyer uh who just a. Like, he had been like been up all night. And he's in a lot of trouble, and he just like plays this crazy character. And it's that that scene that he's in is really is really good and worth it. And then dodgeball, where he pay, plays the uh, the play by play color right, announcer for the right. dodgeball, <laughs> uh, and he's got that
1: full uh, strategy con.
2: Yeah, that meme. Uh, and then Juno. Uh, it was kind of like borderline on Juno whether or not he was. You know, a star or
1: mm-hmm. a
2: supporting character, but I left him uh, as I left it off my list. But he's he's great in that.
1: I have uh, one honorable mention that's outside my top ten. So in quote unquote eleventh is Game Night, uh, and that's then uh, we can uh, start garbage. to to move uh, up the list. Uh, everyone, everyone with taste agrees that's garbage. Yes. That, uh, um,
2: this is where I leave you. Is my number one. <laughs> <right. laughs>
1: All right, uh, number ten uh, on my list is Identity Thief. Have you guys seen yeah, this? No.
2: Yeah, I have seen it. Didn't make my top ten, but it was it was pretty funny. I mean, he's he's doing his Jason Bateman thing that he's really good at. He's you know pretty I'm good not, with Melissa McCarthy. I don't think McCarthy. I'm a
0: big Melissa McCarthy guy. Was she pretty good in that? I mean, well. I guess I liked her in Spy. Spy Spy was fun. Yeah, um, but I, uh, I, I, think a lot I like her in I just, most
2: things.
1: Okay. Yeah, I think she can be really fine. Like I I think so Identity
2: thief? you'd recommend?
1: I mean, I wouldn't. It's number 10. I mean, it's yeah, it's
2: It's fine. Okay. It's Kind of dumb, but it's There's no, funny. There's never stop, there are never moments. Stopping. There are moments that are like scenes when it's like the two of them in a scene together uh, playing over each other like those are really good, but outside of that it's not not really worth seeing.
1: Okay. You're number 10, right? Extract
2: um, okay, I haven't written,
1: seen that one yet.
2: Written and directed by Mike Judge. I I used to like this movie a lot more. I didn't really like uh, his character, and I, I don't know. It it was okay. What Mike Judge is great at is writing, like, blue-collar workers because the, the scenes with Jason Bateman interacting with the factory workers are just amazing. And J.K. Simmons, because Jason Bateman owns this um, extract uh, company, and uh, J.K. Simmons is like his number two guy, running running the company, and it's just the two of them just sitting up in the office, uh, <laughs> just looking down on the factory floor and these morons that, that work for them and <clears throat> making fun of. Them.
1: Doesn't extract have almost an all star cast?
2: Yeah, Ben Affleck, T.J. Miller, J.K. Simmons, uh, Mila Kunis is in it. Kristen Wiig. Kristen Wiig plays Jason Bateman's wife. A lot of the movie is about Jason Bateman trying to get his wife to cheat on him so he can feel okay cheating on her with Mila Kunis. (laughs) For whatever reason, I had never heard of Extract.
1: I hadn't either until a week ago. But then
0: I looked at the cast and I was like, holy cow. You know, yeah. Yeah. Mike Judge movie with Bateman and and uh, J.K. Simmons. Like this. This should be, you know, my kind of movie.
2: But that is like sixty-two percent fresh and Rotten Tomatoes. Um, yeah, it, like I it's, mean it's, it's it's worth seeing. I would I would definitely say okay. to see it. I mean because it got a ten point eight million dollar box office.
1: <laughs> in my number nine, I have The Switch, which is Bateman and uh, Jennifer Aniston in one of their collaborations, I guess. Which this is one's on Netflix, right? It's on Netflix. Netflix. If you um, enjoy not-so-great, okay comedies, I recommend giving it a watch.
2: I've never seen that one. It looks like crap. That didn't bother.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's identical to... Or not identical, but it is very similar in the same style, same budget, same type of humor as a million other comedies. It's right. j- yeah. just not really worth your time. Uh, Ryan, you're nine? Uh, horrible Bosses. At uh, nine? nine?
2: yeah at nine i i mean i like it i i mean all all of my top 10 movies like i said i had 16 so like all 10 of these i do like jason sudeikis charlie's day and jason bateman or i think they're really funny together um yeah and they have good we, chemistry yeah i didn't i have don't have the second one on the list, but, I mean, I even remember liking the second one, so I, I would definitely recommend it. It's it's really funny. Yeah,
1: I, I, I would as well, and I think, Chris, you were saying in the pre-show that you also enjoy Horrible Bosses.
2: Yeah, I, I like both of
0: them,
1: yeah. Yeah. Uh, second one is Chris Pine. It's very good, yeah.
2: Oh, yeah, that's right.
1: The best Chris. Anyway, Ryan, uh, number eight. The Kingdom. This one,
2: eh, maybe I, if I'd seen... I've seen The Kingdom recently. Uh, I watched it, I started watching it with... <laughs> When Thomas was watching it for the first uh-huh. time the other night and we were texting about it. So maybe if I'd seen Horrible Bosses more recently, I might have put it ahead, but The Kingdom's not like perfect movie. It's not it's kind of dumbed down a little bit, but I, I, I still like I've always liked it. I still like it. Um, I think Jason Bateman's character is really good where he's, you know, a guy with like a serious job and a serious situation, but he brings just a little bit of dry humor to, to it. And so...
1: Peter Berg... Mm -hmm. has an obvious agenda with this movie like he wants to spin it in a certain way if you ignore i don't know the the intro sequence or whatever you want to call it and you ignore the last few minutes it's a great movie like in between there i think that it's there's a terrific movie yeah yeah
2: exactly um special, especially the intro sequence I, i didn't mind the end as much just because i don't know i felt like the entire rest of the movie because the ending some people say kind of just like puts both sides on a level playing field i mean i guess if you only watch that scene of the movie but the entire rest of the movie is clearly pointing out who the bad guys are
1: Uh, my number eight is juno which as you say he's not the main Mm. character but he's in it a lot
2: though yeah he's the main part of it so yeah i get it yeah i like juno a lot too
1: Yeah, and I I don't think we need to cover the plot of Juno. I think most people know what it is. Uh, My number seven is Office Christmas Party, which is uh, another Jennifer Aniston, Jason Bateman, T.J. Miller production. And... uh, I enjoyed this one much more than the Switch. Uh, Office Christmas Party is actually funny. I mean, the plot is stupidly simple, but the things that happen during the An Hour and a Half movie makes you laugh a lot. TJ Miller's character is hysterical.
2: Yeah, I like TJ Miller in almost pretty much everything that he's in so yeah like and the cast in that movie is really good and there's just a lot of just stupid funny stuff i think i've seen it a couple times but yeah i like it
1: the one thing about office office christmas party that i didn't really buy is that olivia mann is supposed to play like a computer (laughs) hacker i don't there is no reality which that's gonna happen
0: uh all right it's kind of like when they have the lady doctors in movies (laughs)
1: It's so, so a little unrealistic. Uh, Ryan, your number seven? Uh,
2: the family thing.
1: I have not um, seen this
2: one. I haven't seen it in a while. This one, he he directed, and it stars him and Nicole Kidman as, like, a brother and sister who, they're kind of, their parents were, like, showbiz parents. At some point when they are teenagers, their parents disappeared, and so the movie is uh, Jason Bateman Nicole Kidman um, trying to find them, and uh, just dealing with how dysfunctional their t- childhood was.
1: Uh, next one on your list mm-hmm.
2: is number six, right? Uh disconnect disconnect it came out i can't i didn't put down when it came out right on. this is 1973 yep that's it um it was about the internet in 1973 bullying (laughs) on the internet in 1973 2012 Uh, 2012 jason bateman plays the dad of a kid who kind of gets well he gets catfished into (laughs) um sending like a dick pic but it's like two kids at his high school who then like start showing it to everybody at the high school and they start like laughing at him and stuff like that
0: um I didn't realize Thomas
2: sold his life story
1: <laughs> <laughs> soon in a national Enquirer near you
2: but Jason Bateman plays the dad it's definitely a darker role for him but he's he's pretty good in darker roles uh surprisingly I'd recommend that one I I
1: like it my number six is Mr. Magorium's Wonder Emporium where admittedly Bateman what? does not have a lead, but this is a terrific movie.
0: Never seen this it. Is the first time I've heard anyone say that. Like no one I know. Like
1: wow. They're, well, they're obviously wrong, and that's fine. Uh, so it's or they're not commies. So. Uh, it it stars Natalie Portman, Dustin Hoffman, Jason Bateman. What kinds of likable people. So, Natalie Portman, it's essentially a toy store, but it's a Wonder Emporium, so it's not quite a toy store, and it is magical, and he's going to pass the torch over to Natalie Portman and she has to try to figure out how the store works. And in order to figure out how the store works and to to play with toys and to sell toys, you need to find your inner child, which is what uh, Weston, uh, Jason Bateman's character, can't really do. So, he is a, a dull accountant and throughout the movie he discovers his inner child. And I think it's a beautiful movie to watch, it is gorgeous. Uh, and I really recommend it, especially if you have children. This is a movie that they should watch. Okay, I'm looking
2: at this on the IMDb app right now, and it says Rigi, you know, children, uh, family fantasy. And at the bottom it has Parents Guide, Uh, Sex and Nudity, None, Violence and Gore, Severe. Profanity. Severe. <laughs> Alcohol, drugs, and smoking. Severe. <laughs> Frightening, intense scenes. Severe.
1: Uh, I am not sure that's correct.
2: That can't be right. <laughs>
1: that is not correct.
2: <laughs> that is correct. They're, they're all based on like two user votes. Uh, uh,
0: one reviewer at Rolling Stone declared this movie the worst, one of the worst movies of the year. It was 37% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes.
1: I own it on DVD anyway one so yeah. of the six DVDs you own yeah it might actually be more than that I will count and report back on a later podcast number or
0: the counting the premier counting podcast Thomas <laughs> you should count on the podcast
1: <laughs> on uh, we are counting a ranking right now number five horrible bosses uh, which I we already talked about it. I found it really funny. Uh what's your number 5, Ryan?
2: Game Night. Game Night is Rubbish. One of the funniest. You I thought that you ended up liking Game Night after you saw it. You didn't?
0: Well, then he found out we liked it. And he you put it and on play. Did you not put it on your No,
1: you put it as no. It's honorable it was, mention
2: of one of the best movies. Yeah, it's just
1: of, just like on this list. It's an honorable mention. It's
2: so it is That's one how, of the best movies of last year. But it didn't even make... No, it's not one
1: of the best movies. It wasn't on the list. It was an honorable mention. I don't see how you don't understand this. Um, Yeah, I did.
0: You are a garbage person, Thomas. (laughs) You should be sorry for this.
1: (laughs) Uh, All right, so we have talked about Game Night previously. What's your number four? The Gift. That is also my number four. Oh,
2: okay. Uh, It's pretty dark. Um, Probably the darkest role Jason Bateman plays um, that I can think of uh, without I don't know giving too much away but um, it, it's it's really good is directed by Joel Egerton It's his first uh, is his directorial debut it, it it's it's dark and it's uh, it, it's kind of uh, interesting. Uh, an, an original idea i don't know do you you liked it a lot thomas
1: I, I liked it i'm not sure i i think it's a good movie i'm not sure i loved it uh, but i think it's a good movie it had a very interesting idea like i hadn't really seen anything like this before and it kept you guessing uh, as a viewer like you couldn't really figure out what was going to happen but yeah i i really enjoyed it
2: uh i yeah heartily recommend I, it i really wanted to rewatch it before this, but I didn't get a chance to, so it's been a couple of years. But I remember, like, really, really liking it a lot. Okay, so. and in third place, Bad Words. Jason Bateman's directorial debut. I think Bad Words is amazing. Uh, he plays a forty-year-old guy that enters a uh, the the National Spelling Bee. The they don't call it the script's you know, National Spelling Bee. They call it something else in the movie, but that's basically what it is. And so it's him and a bunch of kids and. You know, he keeps winning, and even when the the people organizing the spelling bee try to try to cheat and you know give him harder words to, to get him out, uh, because while all the parents are angry about it. He still he still makes it through, and just talking trash to these kids. And, yeah.
1: So uh, so this soda pop is so delicious. Just say soda, you're gonna go gonna get raped. Uh, was <laughs> was a memorable line, or you need to study because I'm going to slaughter you like a sacred cow. <laughs> to, to an Indian kid is also great. I really enjoyed this movie. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I, I felt that I connected with Bateman's character on a deeper level. level. <laughs> yeah, threatening yeah, children I can with
2: yeah. it. I, I I had a feeling that you were gonna like this one.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it, it was hilarious. It was hilarious from beginning to end. Almost a little bit too much of the good stuff, but I think that they did a pretty good job of sort of adding a slight twist at the end and in Catherine Hunt. Is in it, and again, she's
2: amazing in this. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, she's amazing in everything she's in,
1: but I only have good things to say about bad words. In third place on mine, Zootopia. Oh my gosh, Jason Bateman, as what was his name, Nick, uh, In uh, in the movie, fox. the fox, one of uh, Megan Gill's favorite characters of all time, or, or is that the bunny? I don't know, both of them together uh, or something. Uh, Zootopia, the sloths. Are probably my favorite part of the movie. They they are hilarious. It's, right.
0: This, this, this movie is way better than Game
2: Night.
1: Yeah, obviously. Let's in third.
2: <laughs> it's ridiculous. Uh, this I, is
1: you. Know, you you can't is. argue with science.
2: I couldn't rank Zootopia because we saw it at movie house. And <laughs> you fell asleep. I <laughs> fell asleep for some middle portion. Of it, so <laughs> I don't. I, I still have to watch it.
1: In number two, I have the kingdom. Uh, which we have already talked about. So, what's your what's in second place in your movie?
2: Ozark. Oh, that's right. I'm also ranking TV shows.
1: <laughs>
2: so, uh, Ozark is number two for me. It uh, is the show that he was part. Uh, he helped create. He directed uh, several of the episodes. Um, he's a star. He plays a dirty lawyer. Some people, I guess, have compared it to Breaking Bad, mm-hmm. and I can see that some. I mean, but I know watching it, it's it's not a, it's not as much like Breaking Bad because he's not really he's he was always bad. He was a mob lawyer, you know, laundering money from before. But he got on the bad side of the mob and is basically on the run from them and then trying to make up the debt that he owes while keeping his family safe.
1: So I know what your number one's going to be now. So my number one is bad words. Uh, as we said, it's hilarious. You should all go watch it right now. And I assume that your number one is Arrested Development. Yes,
2: it's Arrested Development. That's obvious. The first three seasons of Arrested Development, maybe, maybe the funniest three seasons of a TV show ever. No, I didn't have to think about that. You though.
1: haven't seen Seinfeld.
2: I mean, I'd put those three seasons of Arrested Development yeah. up against yeah. any three seasons wow. of yeah. Seinfeld wow. that you pick. Yep. Now, obviously, I, I Seinfeld do. did it a lot longer for a lot more. You know, they have a lot more funny seasons. But as far as just like in their prime, you know, three three good years, I, I, Arrested Development is amazing.
1: All right, Chris, so. get on your soapbox.
2: I'm totally with Ryan
0: as far as Arrested Development. You can put those three seasons up against anything. It's like, as far as just sheer, sheer greatness and sheer polarity, it, uh, it, it is, yeah, I have no better way of putting it.
1: Does Arrested Development have confetti in the shape of sperm, which offers Christmas party does? I'm
0: just saying like, the high highs of Arrested Development are just so amazing. Like, the best of the best is, is, is it's, in a, it's in a different stratosphere compared to Seinfeld.
1: Right. Wow. So, uh, with those concluding thoughts and the def- definitive Jason Bateman ranking from myself, of course, uh, is there? Do we have movie quotes reviews? Jason
0: Bateman rank. Oh, oh. <laughs> I see what
2: we're doing now. Okay. <laughs> I have a movie quote. If you want. Oh, um, we
1: we do want.
2: So, Ryan, you uh, have a movie quote? Yes, I have a movie quote. <clears throat> My patch Adams. I think I sewed my lucky eye patch inside this patient. I knew it was a bad idea to try, try to do half this surgery in Braille. It was uh, Robin Williams and Patch Adam. Uh,
1: so what does it mean to try to do a surgery in Braille?
2: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but I needed a second sentence. And that was a. That was just a
0: (laughs) bold line from the movie makers. Yeah, (laughs) it's 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 one of those lines that's so like so confusing. Like you have to think it's you just have to assume it's
2: smart. I really I, I appreciate everything that Patch Adams did to further the cause of blind surgeons.
1: That is all the time we are giving to this week's episode. If you enjoyed what you heard here today, please do give us a review uh, or at least give us five stars on iTunes. And
2: and see a doctor. And if you didn't enjoy it, um, get a hold of Jack Butler on Twitter and let (laughs) him know about it.
1: you are listening to the sseu podcast the sseu podcast is the free words leading podcast for uh, for count let me do that again (laughs)
0: that's good because i don't understand what you said free words fuck off free world oh free world okay okay yeah
1: hello hi welcome hello hi welcome you are listening to the sseu podcast
2: they throw an an and in there uh, hello hi and welcome Hello!
1: One of you guys cannot keep their microphone steady today. It's making a lot of noise. That's not helping. (laughs) What? I'm quitting! What are you doing that's different than normal, Chris? Uh, I'm sorry. (laughs) You don't want to know. The examiner, I
0: don't even know what you're alleging.
1: The examiner is going to try to extort him later. So, uh, transition. Um, I think, what were we going to talk about today? Uh, Jason Bateman, right? Um, yeah, who um, had a Super Bowl Wait, at act- actually, slow down, slow down. We're going to do some cutting here. <laughs> um, I actually have a ranking. You have to say cut. Cut!